Hello, everybody. It's Leslie Jane Seymour, and I'm here to talk to you about reinventing yourself. I am so excited. I have finally tracked down the two women who do a very interesting group, which is called Twisting a Plot at twistingaplot.com. They are, you have Dr. Cecilia Dentino is an assistant clinical professor of psychology at Columbia University, where she currently works with the Med Medical Center's women's program. She's considered an expert on women's issues throughout the lifespan. She has been a psychotherapist for 29 years and knows how to apply psychological findings to make vital and life-enhancing change. And she has studied and given lectures and facilitated workshops about ways to repurpose life over 50. She works with Hannah Murray Starobin, who is a licensed psychotherapist, psychotherapist with a great talent for getting clients to look at their lives with a compassionate eye, helping everyone to find the humor in life. She spent years working in the theater, both on and off Broadway, where she developed impeccable skill in innovation, perspective, and active problem solving. These ladies, I have been chasing them forever. Literally since more folded, they started their Twisting the Plot group around the same time. They came at it from a, a more psychological and artistic point of view. Um, both of them have a theater background, which you're going to find so interesting because the workshops they do and things like that push people to use their creativity to solve their problems, which I think is totally unique. And they are committed to having women look at their lives from age 50 onward and say, what does my future look like? And of course, we are doing this in the middle of the pandemic, of course. So this is even more pressing right now in terms of what is that world going to look like? How is it going to change? I think there's a lot of opportunity for older women who have expertise, who have seen difficulties, who have gotten through difficulties. They do too. So this is going to be a really interesting conversation. And I also want to tell you about a workshop we are doing with both of them on Monday, April 20th from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It will be over that famous product called Zoom. So we can see each other. You can ask questions live. And now I know you all know how to use it, whereas before <laughs> people didn't really know how to use Zoom. It's so easy. And the workshop is called How to Build a Future in the Midst of Uncertainty. We want you to bring your questions, ask this late, these ladies um, for their perspectives on whatever you're trying to do to reinvent yourself. And about bring your questions about how society is going to reinvent itself, period, because they've got ideas. And what I love is they are saying that psychology is all about a look backwards, but the truth is, maybe we now have an opportunity to drop a little bit of that and really look forward. Anyway, here they are. So, Cecilia and Hannah, I feel like I finally won the lottery. I finally got you guys. It has been chasing you guys around, <laughs> around the virtual world for so long. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
We agree. We agree. It's always been like, oh, it's like we've been in parallel universes. Yes. Yes. And and everybody that I talk to says, do you know? And I'm like, yes, I do. And I'm trying to get them. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And before they even get, they, they get, they get it out. They go, they're these, I go like, I know, I know who they are. Yep. Got it. So anyway, so let's start with your, um, Talk, talk to us a little bit about what Twisting the Plot is and how you two met, because it's such a wonderful backstory and you both have um, such great um, personal stories that I think the listeners, it will make them understand who you are and how you came together. And then we'll talk about what Twisting the Plot actually is. So who wants to jump in with their, their past and their story? I'll jump in. Um, Cecilia and I met in college. Um, Actual meeting was auditioning for a musical comedy class because we were theater majors together. Um, And so we have known each other for 42 years and have been fast friends um, the entire time. We have walked through all the major milestones of life together. And, um, and that's been wonderful. We both moved to New York together and um, explored the theater. And I worked in the theater for 10 years, um, brought both Broadway and off-Broadway. So we've had um, a kind of wild ride. And we were in our um, 50s and we found ourselves sort of being like, is this it? You know, what's next? Um, what, what, what should we do? And that's when we started talking about, bet- together about, you know, what do we want of this stage of life? Like, what is, this can't be it. We're feeling, you know, ready to do something else, but we have no idea what. And yeah, so, and, and Hannah, I just want to interject yeah. on that. And on top of that, you know, I'm a psychologist, Hannah's a psychotherapist, and we were sort of like, you know, getting clients too, saying, is this it? What am I doing? And we're both kind of looking at each other like, I think we're supposed to know what this stage of life is about, but it's not really written anywhere. There were no roadmaps. There were no um, actual guidelines for us. So, right, Hannah, I want to add that part too. We were supposed to be experts at this, you know? Yeah, and and very little and almost no research, truthfully, on the stage of life, which actually doesn't even have really a developmental name. Um, And so we started by sort of talking about um, menopause and postmenopausal, the issues around that. And we did a lot of complaining and a lot of our own sort of wallowing in you know, there's nothing out there for us. And then there was this moment, which was a realization that if there's no roadmap, then there's also no limitations. So we can make it up. We can decide what this stage of life is. Exactly. It happened one day while we were composing our next like mental health crises talk about (laughs) what it's like to be a woman over 50. And, you know, and, and there are a lot of very serious issues, including suicide rates sky high, you know, and we were, and I, you know, we were ranting and then it was Hannah that looked at me and she, she gets this little like devil in her eyes. She's like, Hey, maybe this is a good thing. Maybe this means we can actually make something up. So yes, that's exactly what we start to think about. It's like, we started to think about women over 50. It's like the plot twist. Like we started to have salons and we'd gather women and we'd ask them what's going on. And it was one after the other. Um, cancer diagnoses, parents dying, loss of jobs, children leaving the house, like just 
over and over and over again, plot twists. And because we're both in the theater, uh, we love a good plot twist. So we started to think that we wanted to help women twist the plots individually. And then in general, twist that entire plot, like make what could it be to be a woman 50, 60, 70. So we got into the creative aspect of it. Thank you. That explained, I was, I was having trouble understanding twisting the plot. So now that I understand your background, it makes absolute, the total absolute sense. That's great. And I love the fact that you changed from complaining, because I think there is a lot of complaining out there, to actually saying, okay, what are we going to do about this? So explain what you do. Now you do workshops, you have a site, you're working on a book. Explain for the, the listeners what that is. All of the above, yes. <laughs> We're quite busy. So we do. We've done a lot of workshops, and we have a book uh, proposal um, with a literary agent that's being shopped around. We have a podcast where we interview, um, similar to your podcast, in that we have some women who are still trying to figure it out and telling their stories. We, have, we interview other people who are, have sort of a solution um and we um we've done a lot of writing uh but what we're doing now hannah's okay if i start talking about sure. this we have a new we have a new program that we're really excited about and we're kind of thinking this is probably you know i don't know this is this is it maybe <laughs> um we're calling it right now 12 in 12 it's um we're working with um 12 women for 12 months we're piloting it this year um, and each woman is deciding on a project, some kind of creative project. I mean, and they're, they're all the way from starting a new career to uh, somebody who's, who feels like she has to focus on herself and create a home for herself because she's been caretaking for so many years. But the idea is that we're going to do something. Everybody has a goal. Everybody has a future aspiration that they're working on by December um, 31st, 2020, they will have accomplished this. And along the way, we're going to, they're going to meet themselves. We have lots of ways for them to transform themselves to. So it's sort of uh, psychotherapy in action. Hannah, what? what yeah. I, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a, that's a good explanation of it. What's interesting about it is these women are coming at it from some with creative projects. One person is um, creating a, um, a piece of theater that is all about resilience, um, and somebody else is, is creating a program for tutoring children. So they're not necessarily all creative arts projects. Um, it's just that they have something they feel passionate about. And they're and, creating. Exactly. And what's provided is this kind of unique space where they create, they have a community of 12 people they're working with together. Um, in other words, they're supporting each other, they're guiding each other, they're creating community, um, yet they have their individual projects that they're all, are their passion pieces that they're working towards. And in the process, of course, there's not only the gift of the outcome of the project, but the transformation that takes place for each person in the group. And it's been a fascinating so far and joyous process for us to get to know these women and to see what they're doing and to see how they're transforming. 
And so, we have the big plot twist of COVID-19. Oh my God. Yeah. Can you believe this? Talk, yeah. talk about, talk about a plot twist. <laughs> Holy right. moly. That's right? Right. That's right. So is it kind of like a mastermind that you're doing like a year long mastermind sort of? It is kind of like that. I think okay. it is kind of like that. Yes. Okay. I mean, we are considering, we're sort of like, we're sort of like orienting it a little more in the creative. I don't know. We have a lot of, theater exercises and arts exercises we're having them do, but it is kind of like that. And the, the idea, the overall idea too, is that, you know, this, the number one complaint of most women in our age group is invisibility and this feeling of irrelevance. Well, so instead of complaining about it, let's like actually make things that matter. Let's like figure out how we can be visible, how we can contribute, how we can be, you know, um, active and, and, um, generate things in the world instead of just sitting back and falling into the old templates you know like it's sort of it, it's we're constructing a whole new way to be in this stage of life and so we thought we would do it in groups in pods so to speak so yeah it is like a mastermind leslie cool so as long as we are there let's talk about this major pod pod plot twist, which is COVID, um, which is going to transform everything for everybody. Um, what do you think going forward um, is going to change? I, I picked up one of your um, quotes that I loved, and I would love if you talk about this in terms of this major plot twist where the quote was on your site that says, our evolution doesn't stop at 50, 60, 70, or 80. In fact, who we become gets more interesting, grows in complexity, and can even be thrilling. So how do you see that now through this lens of this cataclysmic change that we're going through? Well, In five seconds or less. In five no. seconds. Well, here's the thing. Here's one of the things that I think, and Hannah and I have talked about this, and we've started to write about this. We are already, as women 50, 60, we're in some ways already prepared to manage something like this. Even though this is unprecedented, we've already experienced so much uncertainty coming to us in our lives. And, you know, the whole aging um, experience is because we're creating it new. It's full of uncertainty. Like who knows what our futures are? Who knows what's going to happen? Who, you know, uh, we've experienced things just like rugs being pulled out of us. So many of the women, even a few of the women in our 12 and 12 husbands have just walked out on them suddenly, like with nothing, you know, for another woman, people who like spouses who die, like in some ways, I feel like we're already, we already know how to do this. Like, like we know how to do this maybe better than the younger people. We know how to recreate and reinvent Leslie, right? Ourselves. And so if we, if we can see it as an opportunity, which I say with complete and total uh, reverence to the people who are grieving out there and lost so much, but if we can see it as an opportunity to show ourselves as these, as a viable uh, group of people who can, you know, recreate, uh, maybe even change things up. Like that's my hope that some things get really tossed around and changed for good through this. So you know, but what is that going to take? What is it going to take? Hannah, do you want to jump in? Well, one of the things that we, we kind of really believe strongly in is this idea of imagination. Mm -hmm. And it's not imagination in a, in a 
woo-woo wacky kind of way. It's if you think about any leap of science, any huge discovery at some point takes someone to make an imaginative decision to say, let's try this. I'm sure that's what's happening in the efforts to create the COVID testing and the virus, um, you know, treatments. And so we we want people to engage in their imagination and imagine a future self and what that looks like, because that becomes the roadmap forward. And one of the things that can happen, especially with this pandemic, with anything traumatic, right, is that is it's called post-traumatic stress disorder. And what mm -hmm. post-traumatic stress disorder does is frighten us out of our imaginations. All we can anticipate is further danger, further disaster. And so we start to hide, we start to uh, make our lives small, we start to shrink ourselves, we start to um, predict more danger. And that is a crisis of imagination. And so one of the most important things to do right now is to honor our feelings, honor our fears, honor our losses, but keep, like Hannah said, that that future, keep something alive um, out there that will help us move forward. Um, and I think one of the things we're thinking is to start even a like special online group. Um, we're thinking of starting it in a couple of weeks for women just to come, how can I help? Like, how can I see myself as a change agent during this more than a victim? Um, so, the change agent thing I'm really interested in. Um, do you ladies feel that, I kind of feel like this is an opportunity for women who have been pounding on the old structures for the last 40 years mm -hmm. to say, okay, no, we're done pounding. Now here's how it's going to look. And just get in there and start making it happen. No more asking questions. No more begging, no more pleading. This is how it's going to look going forward. It's going to be different. And do you have that sense that there is all the structures are going to change or, or do you feel that I'm fantasizing here? <laughs> I like your fantasy. That's what we're talking about. Like you're doing the work, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's the opportunity, right? That's the opportunity for all of us. Now, we need to be collective around this, right? Um, we can't, one woman can't do it. And I think that's sort of, that that's a main structure we need to knock down. This idea that like somebody, you know, steps up and nobody, you know, has her back, right? So we really have to do this together. And, you know, I think that we are really, you know, we're really in good shape, okay, boomers? <laughs> we really are. We really can do this, you know? Like, we uh, we don't have to, exactly. We don't have to follow the rules. Let's change the rules. Let's and I think you're right that the rules are going to change and the structures are going to change, and we have to be ready to step up and step into it. And I agree with Cecilia that part of this is having community support, friends who support, who have your back, who say, you're right, it is a good idea, go do it. Um, that's part of the thing that we're finding in the 12 and 12 is that it's important to have, I think it's hard to be entrepreneurial or um, a leader in a vacuum by yourself. It's hard to sustain the excitement and possibility. 
and you need people around you. And particularly, I think we need women who see other women and say, you're right, take it, go, run. I'm right behind you, you know, and, and to support each other. I think it's really valuable. Because it's hard to do. It's hard. Hannah and I, we keep telling everyone now that we take turns. Like so far we haven't, we haven't both fallen into the hole at the same time. It's like one of us will be like, I don't know if I can do that. You know, like we fall into our old automatic thinking um, and the other one is usually not there. So we can pull each other up. And we're noticing that in our group, which is I think the, the whole point of a mastermind too, right? Leslie is that, you know, the women, they, they bump up against their own old, belief systems and the culture's belief systems and ageism and then they they feel discouraged but luckily everybody doesn't go there at the same time <laughs> so we're able to like put little nets under each other you know so yeah and can we talk a little bit about that specifically the net idea i keep running into and certainly i've experienced and you probably have experienced um, the not supporting other women, the, and, a, and a lot of mystery about why don't women support each other? Why do they knife each other in the back? Sometimes, you know, it's uh, the stories I hear are, um, you know, we're the only two women in the room and, and I'm getting axed by her more than the other. Why does this happen? Do you think that's going to change? First of all, do you see a lot of that? Is it real or is that an old story we've been telling ourselves? Um, and do you think that's going to change? I think it's real, but I think it's not, it's, it's, it's both, you know, it's a story we tell ourselves and it's real. And I think it comes from a real scarcity mindset that we've probably all been raised with, you know, without even realizing it, we drank the Kool-Aid that there's, you know, first of all, it's not good to be ambitious as a woman. That's one of the sort of, um, unconscious Kool-Aids we've all drank. Second, you know, there's not enough. Like there's not enough men, there's not enough power, there's not enough money, there's not enough space. So we have this sort of, without even realizing it, we feel extremely threatened by each other, you know? Now, and this is something that we can get up and complain about a lot, or we can twist the plot and say, okay, but we have to be, we, we can't, it can't be unconscious anymore. We got to own it. We got to, we got to watch it. And that's how we're going to change it, you know? So. Yeah. And, and I do believe it's changing. I mean, I, I think it's been fascinating in our experience how many women, business advisors, attorneys, all these who primarily support women, um, who are, are making the effort to kind of give women entrepreneurs an opportunity to um, follow their dreams. And I, so I think it's changing, but I do think we've always unfortunately been raised in this idea of competitiveness amongst women. Um, and that scarcity mindset that's let us feel like if they're going to be only can be one woman in the room, then I got to take out the other woman instead of the fact, let's have a room full of women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been talking a lot about scarcity and I think, um, you know, it, the one girl who got into the treehouse with the guys then would pull up the ladder. And I saw that a lot in my business as well. But I think we have to be aware that that is what is happening and that is why it happens. But I'm surprised that I talk to a lot of 30-year-olds who feel that that's still happening, which I'm kind of shocked by. But hopefully, maybe as we move forward, that's and not going to that, continue. Well, and, and Leslie, isn't that another reason for us to do this work so we can help the younger generations? Because that's another thing that I, we, we keep hearing about is this sort of like 
disdain for the younger generations. Like, no, this isn't going to work either. We got we to gotta reach in and let them help us and help them. And if we can get it right, if we can start to change the scarcity mindset, if we can start to like model, like, you know, it, 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 will, it will trickle down, you know, well, so. We kind of create the runway for the younger generations to say, you don't have to, we figured it out. You don't have to go through this the way we did. And we'll give you an opportunity to see what it looks like. See, I unfortunately look at it as a political thing where I think that the patriarchy did that on purpose so that you keep, you keep the people below you fighting with each other over that one spot in the treehouse. And then yes. you just continue to do what you want to do. It's a good way. Talk about distraction, right? Exactly. It is. And yet, okay, so this is now we can get back to the choice. Do we, you know, do we fight and complain? which is, see, it's just sort of like, that's been our only opening for so long for women is to complain or fight or, or um, you know, um, blame, uh, accuse. And, and that's where our first talks were, like the patriarchy and like menopause. And, and now I think, okay, that's all true. It's all true. And guess what? We're going to have to roll up our sleeves and create a way out of this. And so I'm sort of really, um, I think, I think that's where we can see the opportunity to, for it to be uh, creative. Like that's the whole, like this is where I think art comes in, you know? It's sort of like, I like to quote lately um, Amy Whitaker's book, Art Thinking. It's like there's art is taking a known point A and moving to an unknown point B. That is sort of like a description of what art thinking is, of what creation is. And that's what we have to do, you know? and so this is this is it it's true it is patriarchy but it's it, we're talking about creating a whole new social construct a whole new paradigm so what do you see as that what are you guys hearing what do you imagine you've been in the trenches um you know from different point of view than i have what's on your minds that may change and what are you hearing from your clients that they think will change All right. One of the things, well, one of the things that I've been, I hear a lot in my practice as a psychologist too, and from older women and from younger women is this, this sort of like constant focus on the past, regret for the past, guilt for the past, um, anger at the past. And psychotherapy is kind of designed around this idea of, um, regurgitating the past if we fix the past you know and i'm thinking no 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 like let's start focusing more on the future and then you bump up against uh you know we talk to 60 we even have a 70 year old woman in our um in our um, 12 and 12. Uh, 12 and 12 and you know it's and we're encouraging her to think about her future self to really build the future self whereas the thinking in general in our culture is once you're 70 really once you're 50 once you you start to review the past and you know you sort of look at your past and <laughs> look at your past some more <laughs> reminisce about your past you know instead of building a future and i just think this is to me the biggest thing that that has to happen and i get pushback we get pushback from the women i can't do that why can't you do that because my proof is in the past i've never done it before well that doesn't mean anything. That just means you didn't do it in the past. It has nothing to do with your future. So this is what we're up against. 
The other thing we have found that's really important is to help women like really take stock um, of their own strengths. I think women tend to um, apologize quickly to sort of soft pedal their strengths. It's another thing I think we've uh, Kool-Aid we drank with the patriarchy. Um, and, and so to kind of own who we are and what value we have. And, and we find that an incredibly moving experience to see people sort of step into and learn where their strengths are, because that's the thing from the past that we want them to tap into and take with them, because we all have strengths, whether it's strength through experience, um, our own innate abilities that we kind of downplay and say, no, now let me use those. Let me harness those and focus those in a way that, that get me the things done that I want to do. Yeah, we would have women come to the workshops, right, Hannah, and they'd introduce oh. themselves as like, I failed at this, I didn't do this, I never did this. Meanwhile, we're sitting there with information that they like, you know, sang at the Metropolitan Opera or, you know, like they had, they've done all these things, but they're right. introducing themselves from their, you know, not good enough place. How do we, how do we, ladies, because you guys know how to do this. So, and I see a lot of this too. How do we convince women and all our listeners that the past doesn't matter anymore mm. is there some you know like if we were spock we would you know like do a mm -hmm. mind meld and put our hands on them and, <laughs> and get them <laughs> but isn't this is, is this a time where we can say to everybody you know what let's forget the past let's move forward what does the future look like? Let's be really, let's be aggressive. Let's, or as, as uh, they say, let's have management potential um, about how we look at the future and what we're going to, how this is it. Can we look at this as a new beginning? How could we do that? Yeah. I mean, that is the yeah. project. I think that's become our project, right? Hannah of twisting the plot, yeah. right? Is the future. And yeah. And you know what we're, we're, we're we have to fight centuries of you know uh, of ideas that the past somehow holds the secrets or like you know that you know the whole project of psychoanalysis was all about the past i mean i think that um one of the gentler ways hannah and i are working through it is what hannah said with strengths or asking people to make their past a little more fluid you know like we did a whole workshop on having people actually look at a story from their past and then change it, write it in different perspectives. And we were doing that to sort of like help people let go a little bit of the hold of the past and then move them to the future. But you know, what we bump up against is a whole, a culture of a lot of trauma. And this is why, this is, I think, ultimately why it's a project that's going to take us a while to do is that, you know, it's hard to let go when you've been hurt when you've been deprived when you've been oppressed when you've been abused you know and so that you know it's sort of like i think i think our our goal uh, we're with you leslie we want everybody to let go of the past and move to the future but of course we have to like do a little bit of healing along the way and so i think that's probably the secret is to um do both, do a little bit of healing while we move to the future, you know, so. And, yeah, and I also think, you know, what you're talking about, Leslie, is sort of this, this reboot that's going to kind of take place, whether we wanted to or not, in a sense. There's going to be, a, there's a bit of a vacuum, um, which is where innovation comes in, is, you know, everything's going to be a little different, you know. Um, 
and or a lot different based on how things all play out, but I think is to recognize that and be ready, ready to step into a leadership role, not be afraid to um, try something that uh, so, might have seemed crazy three months ago, but now makes sense because things are going to be different. So in closing, ladies, believe it or not, we're already at the end. Um, I wanted to ask what, you know, very specific tips and tricks you might give to the listeners um, going forward with this kind of new world. And I agree. I think this is going to be a huge reboot. I think you're going to have to deal with some PTSD that none of us even know we have right now. Um, I'm sure that's coming. Um, but how do we take advantage? I mean, in a way, like just what you said, Hannah, is that what the heck you can see, you can see people who are supposed to have managed all these things so well, screw up and we're still here. Could you do any worse? Take that job, (laughs) take that promotion. What the heck? I mean, I don't know. What are your, do you have like about three tips guys that you should look forward to how to move us forward and, and out of out of where we are. I would the first one I would suggest is to take stock of the experiences you've had. You know, if you step back and look at the things you've gotten through in the context of this, it is to as a reassurance and an understanding of yourself that we've all gotten through things, whether it's losses or illnesses or other things. Doesn't mean it isn't hard, but you've survived and you will survive this. So be ready, you know? That's a good one, a great one. Number two, I would say, is to work like crazy to imagine a future self. I mean, there's research that if you fall in love with your future self, if you actually have an image of her, who you can become in five years, 10 years, even one year, like you actually are going to take better care of yourself in the present, you know? Like people who imagine their future self and, and, and write about her. Um, the research out of UCLA says that they actually eat better, exercise, save money. Like they actually take care of themselves. But it's like, then your wisdom is it's you. You can consult with her. You can, so, I mean, the how of that, we could get into more detail, but you can just start by starting a future journal to your future self. Or you can just start, like Hannah had this idea one time, just start like tear out pictures or look at like, who do you, what, what will, who is she? It's an art project of creating yourself. That would be two. Think about role models in in that context. Yeah. Um, I think the, the, the thing that other thing I, I think of in the context of this is notice your ideas because, you know, there's that woman who is putting, um, figuring out how to put multiple people on a ventilator, um, up at um, Columbia, I think at one point she was. Cons- they were looking at engineering four people on one ventilator. That's somebody who's stepping into a vacuum, who sees a, a problem, has an idea, and is working on it. So trust that there's going to be lots of opportunities of things that we didn't realize we were going to need. And whether those are management, business ideas, creative ideas, arts ideas, you know. I like that, Hannah. In in be an outlier, right? Right. And, and get out of the normed curve, you know, where, uh, where certainly psychology likes to hang out and just be an outlier, you know, do something that nobody thought was possible. And you have to be risk, you have to be willing to fail, of course, but, you know. But we always say you don't learn to walk without falling down. So don't be afraid of to fall down. 
Wonderful, ladies. I appreciate it. I'm so glad. I knew this was going to be fabulous. How did I know that, like, you know what, maybe, maybe the, the, you know, universe was making us hold this until this major <laughs> crisis, because it wouldn't have been so interesting otherwise. Right. So thank you so much. I appreciate your time. And um, can't wait to get this up and have everybody hear about you. Where can they come to? They can come to to find both of you on twistingtheplot.com mostly. Is that mm-hmm. your main yes. hub? Yes. Okay. Our, yep. That's the main place to find us. And where's your podcast located? What is it's, the name of it? Um, it's called Twisting the Plot. And <laughs> it, it is on creative name. It is on <laughs> iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts everywhere. Wonderful. Ladies, thank you so much. I'm so delighted we finally got together and I think it was meant to happen at this point. Thank you, Leslie. So thank you so much for joining us on Reinvent Yourself. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. As you'll notice, we are pivoting just a slight bit to talk more about reinventing yourself during a pandemic, because I think there are going to be opportunities that you haven't thought of, um, and there are gonna be difficulties that we haven't thought of either. I think we have to attack this from a positive point of view and assume that there's going to be a return to looking at people who have wisdom, who've been there, done that. I think there's incredible opportunity for people who have an ability to get through difficult times. Um, And especially when it comes to reinvention, some of us are gonna be uh, forced to reinvent ourselves and we wanna be there to help you go forward. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and also give us a review or stars or whatever your podcast outlet allows us to do. Share with your friends because that's how people find out about us. And if you or anybody you know has somebody who can talk about how to reinvent in this crazy new world, I would love to hear about them because I want to bring not only stories of personal reinvention, but of how to reinvent. And you can find me at Leslie, L-E-S-L-E-Y, at CoveyClub.com, C-O-V-E-Y, Club. And I hope you'll also come join the Covey Club because that's a group of women who are getting together, supporting each other, and trying to figure out this brave new world together. So come join us, subscribe, and thank you for being here.